Welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. Hey, everybody. I know it's crazy out there. You know, we got this whole coronavirus pandemic that has spread, you know, globally, and it's taken everybody by storm, and it's just a huge wildfire. And I know the initial reaction is to panic, but really there is an opportunity here. I'll explain later the opportunities you know, for you to be able to work on your marriage, both, you know, emotionally, communication, and sexually, and especially how you can use this time to work on improving uh, your sex life and all of that. But I just wanted to take this moment here up front. You know, this also gives you an opportunity, you know, to do some planning, you know, for your family, you know, some financial planning, you know, where you are to where you want to be some career planning, you know, it also gives you the opportunity to get organized, you know, and, you know, start getting uh, into the habit of using Kazi and meal plannings and, you know, all of that. But it also gives you the opportunity to get out on social media, you know, meet people, you know, even people of different political views than you and, you know, just for, you know, some outside interaction, get into some discussions and try and work on coming together you know, as a country and as a nation and getting to understand each other. You know, there's also the opportunity uh, for you to be able to go off and do, you know, things to help other people to get through these trying times. Like, for instance, uh, you and your spouse, or maybe just you by yourself, if you don't have a spouse, you know, um, to be able to go to anchor, you know, dot FM and start your own podcast, whether you do that by yourself or whether you do that with your spouse, you know, doing a podcast together. It doesn't have to be on sex and marriage. It could be on, you know, uh, movies, entertainment, you know, society, you know, politics, or just whatever floats your boat, right? And you and your spouse spending the next, you know, two, three, four weeks together, you know, doing a uh, podcast and talking and planning out the show and all of that, not only uh, can bring you uh, together, but it can also generate, you know, uh, if it takes off, another stream of income so that you can still uh, get some money and finances during these, you know, times of struggle. You know, it also gives you the ability to go off and do that YouTube show, you know, whether it's something, you know, to be funny, you know, something to be, you know, a talk show, cook show, you know, um, creative ways uh, to, you know, uh, continue to stay fit while you're stuck in your house or, you know, just whatever it is. It gives you that opportunity to start and work on those things that you've never really had time for just to see whether or not it's something that you would really be interested in or if it was just kind of a, you know, yeah, I would like to do that. You know, I'd make a lot of money, but dang it, I'm stuck at this job. You know, so you, you do get, you know, some opportunities or, you know, to set yourself up for, you know, afterwards, you know, if you wanted to start an Amazon or eBay business, you know, or, you know, just go off and engage in memes, you know, trying to help everyone get through these times by, you know, instead of angry posts and political posts and, you know, trying to, you know, engage in the blame game uh, for all of this, trying to rewrite the history of the epidemic. You know, just go off and try to provide, you know, just entertainment, you know, uh, to people and, you know, help people still feel like they are connected, 
you know, even if we, you know, have to practice in some social distancing, you know, for quite some time. And there are a lot of people online who have stepped up to the plate, you know, uh, you know, uh, gamers, you know, increasing their, uh, live streams of their video games and connecting with the audience, you know, YouTubers, podcasters, you know, and the like. Heck, I may, uh, see if I can fit in, uh, because I do a political podcast as well. But I'm going to go through and see if I can step up and increase uh, production of this show as well as, you know, um, another show that I do that isn't political, you know, and try to get out there and, you know, just provide a lot more content for people to digest and listen to or watch, you know, um, instead of just doing it on an audio basis, I'm going to try and, you know, not for this channel because this is, you know, Sex Mancers isn't YouTube friendly, uh, you know, for the most part. But, you know, and going through, uh, you know, for my other YouTube channels, you know, that are not political, I'm going to be trying to step up and put out more content there. It's just a matter of everybody pulling together and trying to, you know, help everybody out and provide them, you know, alternative sources of, you know, feeling connected and entertainment, you know, because you can only binge watch so much on Netflix and, you know, Hulu and, you know, all of that. So getting out and, you know, trying to step up, you know, online, you know, is a great thing. I know this is a trying time. Now, as we go through, we're going to see that there are, you know, various opportunities uh, that this presents to work on your relationship so that you can come out of this stronger, uh, more connected, you know, uh, both emotionally and, you know, sexually and ways that you can focus on improving sexual shortcomings, such as, you know, the gap between, you know, how quickly a guy, you know, can get off and how long it takes for a woman to actually reach and achieve orgasms. Right. So I know this is a trying time and, you know, I will do my best uh, to help provide you uh, entertainment and, you know, uh, something to do uh, as we get through this. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the show. Now, while I can go off and tell you, hey, during this time, the two keys is communication, communication, communication and sex and lots of sex. OK, yeah, yeah, that would be easy. To go off and say, and, you know, while, yes, I've mentioned that, you know, doing a whole show about how that could be beneficial to your relationship, yeah, that'd be kind of lazy. So let's also take a look at some activities or things uh, that you can do um, during this time off. Go down, you know, some of you, you know, you have board games. So maybe you start, you know, getting together and you and your spouse, and if you have kids, uh, you know, your kids, and you start playing board games instead of just the video games because board games allow you to get some entertainment while also, you know, engaging in uh, communication, you know. So board games or card games, you know, going off and learning how to play, you know, some card games. And that way, you know, you can go off after here and instead of having all your interaction, you know, with everybody being online. You know, afterwards, you know, maybe this helps strengthen things uh, with your 
friends and family, and you're able to go through and put together uh, a weekly game night. You know, this is the time to go ahead and set up that tradition and that precedent. All right, so other things uh, that you can do other than video games, board games, and cards, if you are going to binge watch, you know, some movies together, there are some great movies uh, that you can watch together, whether you want to watch it as a couple's movie or not. Now, at the top of this list, Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes, if you are looking for, op- you know, for inspiration on things that you can do later on that night, go ahead and watch all three uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. No, Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades Grayer or Darker, and Fifty Shades Free. Those are some great movies to go ahead and watch. But there are also some older movies, some classic movies. And, yeah, I say classic, and, you know, as I say that, I'm looking at this 2002, but, man, 2002, in two more years, that's going to be a movie that's 20 years old. Oh, my God. You know, that means... Holy crap, that was the year I graduated. Shoot, I've been out of, uh, I graduated high school 18 years ago. Man, how time flies. But, you know, there are some good movies uh, to be uh, looking out for. Uh, 40 Days and 40 Nights, right? This is, you know, among the couple's, you know, movie list. You know, 40 Days and 40 Nights is about a guy who has slept around a lot in his life and it's really messed him up. So, as part of a religious observance uh, for Lent, he decides to give up sex for Lent. You know, so for 40 days and 40 nights. And while he's at it, you know, uh, some girls uh, decide that they would go through and try and tempt him, try to get him uh, to, you know, have sex and blow his load. All the while, there is an, um, a girl that he is developing a romantic connection with. You know, while he's trying to avoid having sex, it's a great comedy. One of the um, funny things is, as this movie includes an ocean of tits, right? So yes, it is kind of a guy's movie, but it is also pretty funny, you know, for you girls out there uh, to be going off and watching as well. You know, it, it, just like a lot of movies on that time, it does feature, you know, women's breasts and all of that. And I know, I know. Women, you're probably sick of, you know, seeing women's naked bodies flashed all over the screen, although some of you may actually enjoy that. Okay, so there are some other movies out there. Uh, For those of you who may uh, enjoy Adam Sandler movies, Fifty First Dates. Yes, this is a movie about a girl who has, you know, uh, a condition in which, you know, every day due to an accident that had happened, she forgets everything. So she doesn't remember anything, you know, that happens after the accident. You know, so she wakes up in the morning, believes it's the day after the accident, you know, that she had, you know, or the day before the accident that she had. And the community in there, uh, you know, sets it up to help her uh, with this, you know, because of the emotional trauma of finding out, you know, that what she remembers as yesterday was like five years ago and she goes through her days and her activities and then when she goes to sleep at night you know her you know uh long you know she can't you know retain the memories of that day 
And so the next day she wakes up and she, once again, she believes it's the day before the accident. You know, and Adam Sandler is a guy who, you know, kind of falls in love with her. And, you know, so what he does is every day he has to go out there and try and find ways to get her to fall in love with him and go out on a date. You know, and so it gets kind of hilarious as some days uh, he succeeds and other days, you know, it, it's a complete fail. You know, so that's a good uh, movie to add to your list uh, during this time. Now, some of you, uh, depending on your age, you know, uh, and depending on how much uh, humor you like or don't like, another good TV series, uh, or not TV series, but movie series to enjoy as a couple together. The American Pie series, American Pie, American Pie 2, American uh, Pie, The Naked Mile, Bandcamp, and American Wedding. These are hilarious movies, you know, uh, romantic comedies, you know, and some of you may be old enough to remember when they came out. You know, so, you know, this is a good uh, part of, you know, of things that you can add, you know, to your movie list. Now, I could probably keep going on for like another 496 movies, but I believe uh, this would be a good start. And you can actively seek out different types of movies for you and your spouse, you know, whether that's action, comedy, romance, romantic comedies, or maybe this is a time when you and your spouse will get together and just, you know, watch porn. You know, and then as you watch porn, go ahead and discuss back and forth with each other uh, what you had seen and what you would and would not be interested in. You know, so if you want to go through and, you know, binge watch some TV together, uh, that would be among uh, my recommendation uh, for TV uh, or for movies, you know, to help pass by the time. You know, uh, it's up to you to determine, you know, what genre of movie that you want and, you know, how much uh, you want to go through and make everything sexualized. You know, heck, even now uh, might even be a good time as you learn card games to play strip poker with you and your spouse. I guarantee, you know, if you played strip poker every day, you're going to end up getting pretty good at it because you're going to want to win so that you can be the master instead of the slave. Right? Although being the slave uh, can be pretty fun in this scenario. So there are those things uh, that you can do to help pass by the time. Now, let's go ahead and start talking about, you know, uh, things normally that, you know, and shift away from, you know, issues being affected by the coronavirus. Now, while we have gone off and focused much of the show on how all this time off and time together can bring you together in ways that can help strengthen your marriage and your relationship, it can also have a way of destroying your marriage. And let me talk about that for a moment here. You know, I've brought this up in a previous episode where we talked about, you know, the according to studies, the average length of time sex takes for a couple is about five, five and a half minutes. And that on average, it takes women around 12 to 13 minutes in order to achieve orgasm. Well, if during this time you go off and you're having sex and you're always leaving her hanging, 
oh boy, uh, you're not going to survive, you know, this whole quarantine uh, situation. Okay. So now is a great time to work on, you know, uh, closing the gap between how long it takes for a woman on average to get off and how long or how short it takes for, you know, you as the guy to get off. You know, now maybe before you've been able to, you know, explain this away by going, well, we just don't have enough sex. So, you know, I, I just have so much uh, pent up, you know, uh, drive and I just get so sensitive that, man, I just can't last. Now, some of you guys are, you know, somewhat clever out there. And, you know, when you go through and you have sex and you realize that you left her hanging, and instead of uh, focusing on the negative, you try to go and talk about the positive and going, man, baby, you're just so awesome. Hey, your, your pussy just feels so great. I, I, I just couldn't last. You know, it's a real testament to how great you are. Now, that may work uh, for a time or two, but in the long haul, you know, you need to work on closing that gap. So one of the first things that you can do here you know, and trying to exercise, you know, uh, control over, you know, the muscles for ejaculation, work on desensitization is now would be a good time to engage with your spouse on the seven day sex challenge. Or, hey, you know what? You know, it's a two week deal, you know, uh, that, you know, so far right now, uh, that the nation, you know, is pretty much, you know, things are gone that you can make it the 14 day sex challenge. Now, if after 14 days, you're still leaving her hanging because you can't last more than five minutes, guess what? You now no longer have the excuse that you're just not having enough sex as to why it is you don't last more than five minutes. Now, ladies, this also means that if after, you know, the increase in sexual activity he is lasting longer so that you can achieve orgasm, then that would say that, you know, the gap between, you know, how short sex lasts and how long it needs to be for you to achieve orgasm could in fact be the result of not engaging in enough sexual activity. And by the way, engaging in a seven day or 14 day sex challenge during all of this uh, with your spouse, you know, and not only, you know, keeping the mood improved and all that isn't a way to help close, you know, the difference in your sex drive. Cause the more sex you have, the more you are, you know, uh, the more your, your body gets used to it and adapts and increases your sexual drive and desire. So this is something uh, that you can go ahead and do and engage in, you know, uh, to help, you know, uh, work on, you know, your sexual gaps, right. And increase, you know, the sex drive so that there's not such a mismatch there. So, you know, there are other things, uh, in which you can do, during this time, you know, I had mentioned previously about having a room where you can go to for, you know, an hour or two a day to get some, you know, alone time, you know, with your own thoughts, you know, watch a movie, read a book, that type of thing. Well, it's also a time uh, in which, you know, especially if you don't have kids, you can, you know, be in more separate rooms or you can work on desensitizing yourself, guys. That means going through and engaging in some you know, jerk off some masturbation, but not bringing yourself all the way to completion. 
you know, and, you know, as you do this, it will kind of, you know, have the effect of desensitizing you. You know, I know there's a, you know, the theory that, you know, if you do it a lot, but you don't get off that it will make you more sensitive. And that kind of depends on how often you're doing it throughout the day. You know, so there's also another, you know, situation in which as you do it more and more, you know, and spread it out, you know, uh, throughout the day, I know the idea of, you know, going through multiple times a day to reach your hands down your pants in order to, you know, go through and jerk, uh, jerk it for a little bit, but you know, it can go through and desensitize you. And therefore when you're having sex, yes, it may be less pleasurable, you know, at first, but you know, this is all about conditioning your body, you know, conditioning your body to be able to last longer in bed for her sake. You know, remember, there is an operating theory here, which is the more orgasms you give her, the more she's going to want to have sex. You know, if she, you know, it, it just makes sense. If there's a benefit to her, she's going to want to do it more. But if you're always leaving her hanging, you know, she's not going to have much of an interest. And maybe that's why there's such a mismatch in libidos. You know, why in most marriages, it's typical that women kind of lose interest and desire in sex because you've left her hanging way too often. You know, so this is a great time for you to be able to go through and work on that mismatch and, you know, being able to improve your stamina and performance for her sake. And during this type of time, giving her more orgasms may be what saves your life. God, the last thing that you need during this quarantine is to be uh, in the house 24 hours a day, seven days a week with a sexually frustrated woman. You're not going to survive. You may you may not uh, get taken out by the coronavirus, but you may get taken out by something, right? And guys, during this time, you have to not act so much like guys, all right? She can only handle you acting like a complete guy for so long, you know? You know, so, you know, kind of tone it down, scale it back just a little bit, you know, and kind of, you know, focus on you know, uh, providing her the emotional support that she needs, you know, that type of thing. Hell, there's no sports on TV and you can't go out to the bars, you know, so this should be, uh, you know, fairly simple and fairly easy for you to adjust your uh, behavior and focus on keeping her happy. Remember, happy wife, happy life. You know, uh, this is also a situation in which, you know, you can go through and experiment, you know, with certain things depending on, you know, your money situation where you can, you know, go down. Oh, I guess you can't go down to the sex shop, but you can search on Amazon because they're still up and running in operation as well as the mail service. And you can go off and try various creams and products designed to, you know, help you last longer and make it so that you can, you know, you know, be in bed for as long as she needs to reach orgasm. Now, Let's say no matter what you do, you're not going to be able to last, you know, 12, 13 minutes, which, you know, when I showed my wife uh, the statistics of how short most people's sex life uh, is, you know, of about five and a half minutes, maybe six if you're lucky, she she just looked at me and goes, really? Those poor girls, right? Because when me and my wife are going at it, you know, we're going at it 30, 45 minutes. And that's once we get into penetration. You know, that doesn't even include the foreplay. And so here's another thing, guys. Foreplay, foreplay, foreplay. 
you know, um, you know, I, I've talked about, you know, oral sex and having, you know, oral sex go both ways, but there may be a situation in which you need to forego the receiving of a blowjob as part of foreplay, but still engage in eating her out, getting her engine running while yours is still at the start line, right? Getting her engine running, getting, you know, the blood flowing down there, you know, try and draw some more blood into, you know, her vaginal lips, you know, try to, you know, draw some blood to increase the sensitivity, you know, to her clit, you know, rubbing her nipples, playing with her G spot while you're at it. You got to get her warmed up, you know, uh, to the point where, you know, she's not, you know, going to pop right then and there, but she's getting pretty close where if you go in and you go into penetration and you can only last five minutes, revving her up with all that foreplay by the time, uh, you, you know, uh, you know, you're about ready to blow. She's already there, you know, and you can leave her satisfied. You know, wouldn't you like to, you know, be able to spend this time at home seeing her walk around with a bounce in her step, a smile on her face and knowing, Hey, I got a great guy. He knows how to take care of me. I mean, think about that, you know, and think about the alternative. Now, some guys out there, you know, I want to say, I feel your pain. You know, not only uh, have you gone into this whole stay at home thing, uh, with a wife that is already sexually frustrated because your normal lifestyle doesn't necessi- necessarily, you know, allow you to have as much sex as, you know, you both need in order to keep her sexually satisfied. But not only was she sexually frustrated, she went into this quarantine on her period. And now you're stuck in the house all day, every day with a, a sexually frustrated woman having PMS. I, you know, how you're going to survive, I don't know. I don't know. You know, uh, you know, we're all pulling for you. And if you survive that, you know, write a book, you know, get the word out. How I survived quarantine with a sexually frustrated woman on PMS. You know, we want to know there because we realize that there may be some loss of life in that situation. All right. All right. But guys, I mean, hopefully this makes sense to you. Hopefully you understand that, you know, you have a great opportunity to address and fix a lot of sexual issues you know, with this and come out of all of this with a happier marriage uh, and a wife that wants to have more sex with you, right? And that you're able to close, you know, the sexual gap, you know, and fix some issues so that instead of her going around after this is over, you know, having chats with her girlfriend, you know, Mel bashing about, man, you know, I love my husband, but he just sucks in bed. She can be the one going out there going, man, my guy is a cock star. You know, he, he really know, he really took the time to figure out everything there is to know about how my body works and how to get me where I need to be. Woo. You know, get her, you know, out of the whole pity party and get her to be the envy of her social circle. This means you have to be willing to experiment 
know, by, you know, taking, you know, whatever creams or drugs or whatever designed to, you know, help stop, prevent, or reduce premature ejaculation. Now, for some of you women out there, maybe this is the time that you need to be going out there and definitely experimenting with sexual stimulants to get your sex drive up. This is where you're going to go off and you're going to start taking some Spanish fly, you know, or you're going to take, you know, uh, whatever, you know, aphrodisiac, you know, is available in pill or liquid form, you know, designed to get you all wet and horny so that you can pass by the time. I mean, heck, you know, while we're at this, you know, take, you know, uh, some pills and, you know, you experiment with the dosage, right? You know, maybe, you know, you start off at one dose and you find out that you want to fuck him like three times a day. Now, you know, again, you know, there, there are exceptions for those who have kids and all of that. But then you can experiment, you know, uh, with the dosage, you know, and getting down to maybe only twice a day and then once a day. And then when you get that whole once a day figured out right, then you can start planning which nights of the week that you want to go off and you uh, take these in order to, you know, keep up and maintain a sex life and give yourself the sexual motivation. I mean, I understand, you know, you not wanting to experiment in a normal situation, you know, with taking, you know, sexual stimulants and all of that because you don't want a situation where you take it and it lasts, you know, for a day or two and you go a day or two completely horny. Even though you've already had sex, it keeps you horny for another day you know, wanting more and more and it drives you nuts. Hey, I understand that. And I understand that, you know, you may not want to experiment, but hey, you got all day every day, you know, and if you don't have kids yet, although you may after, you know, all this time, you know, you know, there's all those memes about the baby boom uh, that is coming, but you may not have kids at this time. So you're, so it doesn't matter if it drives you to wanting to have sex three, four times a day, what else do you have going on right now? You know, it allows you to go through and, you know, experiment, you know, with all of that, right? This is a situation where you can either look at it as a complete crisis and panic, or you can look at it as an opportunity to get back a lot of the connections that we have lost because of our busy day-to-day life, and then figure out ways to try and safeguard it once everything returns back to normal. All right, uh, so that's it uh, for today's episode. I'd like to thank you so much uh, for tuning in and listening, and be safe out there. I will be back again soon.